everybody, Coach John Daly here back again. Happy Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2020. It's a Friday, and I don't have to be at work. And so that's a fantastic thing right there. The sun is out. It's colder than heck out there. It's about 7 degrees, but uh, we're going to get through this day. I'm getting through this day. I'm getting a great start to my day, sitting here with the one and only Dr. Jeff Lip. Dr. Jeff Lip, great to see you. How the heck are you, my friend? I'm doing well. It is extremely frigid out there and you know seeing you really warms up my day so you know we're in a good direction right now so far on a friday having the day off is tremendous honestly so i'm just pumped to be here my friend that's awesome it's always great and uh these are coming a little too far between with both of our schedules and we're not in the same building anymore but uh it's definitely worthwhile getting together and uh we are gonna sit down with mr nick denault here in a little while for one of your shows hope he's waking up right now to get here you think he is? Give it about 15 more minutes, uh, so he'll probably be here. And I don't even know, you know, he, he does a different type of schedule than most people. But in general, yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking forward to our show that we're going to do later on today. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Good deal. Hey, I wanted to run something by Jeff. Um, always interested to pick his brain a little bit. Um, stumbled across this uh, Success Magazine article, of course, 10 Fundamental Truths That Will Change Your Life. And I think when we come up with these things that we uh, share with these articles and stuff, it's not that you have to agree with the whole entire article, but I bet you there's bits and pieces in there that you can take with you and find something to fit into your life, as I always try and do too. Uh, The first point they talk about is great success is often preceded by failure, okay? You will never experience true success until you learn to embrace failure. Your mistakes pave the way for you to succeed by revealing when you're on the wrong path. I think the biggest thing that we have to do is recognize those moments. And it's tough because a lot of times we'll beat ourselves up or other people are beating us up, you know, telling us that we're doing something wrong or we failed or, you know, we lose a contract or, you know, uh, some project goes down the tubes or something like that. But to recognize it um, in those frustrating moments, okay? And Sam Crowley, we were just talking about him uh, this morning. I made a quick video to send him to say hi. He brought that line up in his podcast that, you know, it's tough to see the picture when you're inside the frame. And so it's tough to see that, hey, this might be something good that I'm going through when you're inside that failing moment, that struggling moment. How, how much is that important to you, Jeff? And as far because you, you haven't failed, what, have, have you? I fail every single day, John. <laughs> okay. I just, I don't think you do with a doctor title. I just don't think you did. <laughs> okay. But it's also preceded by failure. But some of the successes that you've had, sure. there's been struggles too, hasn't there? Of course. I mean, no human being is immune from, obviously, failure. And honestly, failure is the best teacher that Mm. can obviously motivate you in direction to choose a direction where you can be more successful. So, you know, the best way I kind of look at it right now is today is Valentine's Day. I get to, you know, spend a morning with you, which is I'm very grateful for. And this topic is just outstanding. But the reality is, I mean, this is a day where I don't even look at it as a failure, but I mean, I'm not with anyone. Uh, there's no, you know, I'm living the single life more anything like that. Right. And for me, I, I don't view that as failure. I mean, I view it as more anything like that as a potential to keep finding myself in mm-hmm. regards to growing more about myself personally and getting myself ready to be with someone that really wants to receive me as a whole person. And so for me, it's a constant like struggle when I say failure, I mean it like it's a constant struggle to remind me that my self-talk is very important in regards to saying, listen, I'm a good person, mm-hmm. uh, it will happen, but I gotta be patient. And I can get into this pattern of self-talk, which I get really hard on myself by saying, like, you know, why did your past relationships fail? 
you know, why are you in the position that you are? And I judge myself a lot. And for me, it hurts to go down that route. And I, and I catch myself now saying, what am I doing? Why is my like self-talk so negative? Mm. And then I flip the script and I recognize all that I have. And that's why being grateful for everything that you have, again, spending this morning with you, you know, talking about this particular topic, it really refocuses you in a direction where your self-talk then becomes more positive and that you can take steps towards really changing the way you're looking and viewing yourself. And so for me, you know, I look at failure as an opportunity to grow and I wouldn't be the person that I was today specifically if I haven't gone through some of the failures that in my life. I mean, I really would not be. And I'm, I'm grateful for my failures. I learn a lot through them. And it's not that I want to be a complete failure, but again, I don't think everyone views me as that. But no. for my own self-talk mm. really is what I'm changing to try to be more positive, especially in the limelight that I see myself. That's awesome because the time you have with yourself is 24-7. Absolutely. Right. You know, absolutely. You can't escape your own self talk. There you go. And so, you know, I, I work with clients that I help them practice, you know, improving how they view themselves, you know, building that self confidence within themselves to conquer anxiety, depression, whatever they're going through. In general, you know, I need to practice that myself. Mm. And I wouldn't be a very genuine practitioner if I didn't believe that. So I had to do that constantly. And it's that mindfulness thing that you have to you know, continue to do and put yourself in a very positive direction for. And so, you know, big shout out real quick too. I, I know someone that avid listens to your podcast, my, my good friend, Steve Cieslack. He lives in Chicago. And what Steve is very impressing me is that every time he listens to one of your podcasts, one of my podcasts, he sends me like positive or honest feedback mm-hmm. about the show. And he's taken a lot of what you and I said and he's applied it in his own life and he's improving it every single day. And now oh. he's in a place right now where he's happier than ever, personally. And for him, I am so ecstatic every time he tries something small because, you know, honestly, we all struggle with that sometimes. You know, we all doubt whether or not we are in a position of what we're doing is the right thing to do. And for me, I just had to kind of like weather the storm, yep. you know, and honestly, like what you said was like in the frame. I look at it as in the eye of the storm. So when I'm in the eye of the storm, I do not see what I need to see. And sometimes, you know, talking on a podcast, hanging out with you, it refocuses me in the direction where I see things that I've never seen before, and I'm able to make more, you know, logical uh, decisions without an emotional base component. Mm, that's powerful stuff. Yeah, big shout out to Steve. That's great. I didn't know I was having that much of an impact, but we together, because you inspire me, a lot of the ideas I come up with and we talk and bounce things off. That's that's fantastic to hear somebody else kind of chiming in and connecting and making some changes. Again, Steve picked up my podcast. You know, honestly, about at least a year into the show, and he ripped right through number one all the way to 150. That's awesome. He did the same thing with yours, and you okay. have almost double. You you actually have double uh, episodes than I do. You know, and he's done that, and he's almost caught up to yours. Wow! And then he literally, as soon as he was done with yours, done with mine, or caught up, he's like, "What's the next one I should listen to?" Mm. And this is why, again, when you get on this path of self reflection, self growth for yourself. That person that comes into your life, you guys are going to be two whole people. And you are intending to be with that person for a purpose, in my opinion. And so if you're not working yourself, you're not going to bring your whole self to a relationship. And for me, that's the course and the journey that I'm on right now. Because the the more that I keep working on myself, the more that I understand that I'm not ready. Or at least I believe in my higher power believes that I'm ready. Mm. You know, Or whatever the case may be, I will be ready when that time comes. That's, That's a huge thing. And it's the mindset. Uh, that I need too, because I you you brought this up to me in plenty of conversations. 
you know, that I beat the crap out of myself, and I always have, and I'm, I'm mindful of making the choice not to. I'm mindful of, okay, I'm slipping down this road of negativity. Let me change real quick, pick up a book, listen to a podcast, listen to some music, go for a walk, call you, call somebody else, you know, involve myself in something positive to, to make that switch. So I love, I love the way you bring that up. Uh, you know, our basketball team, it's simple explanation, you know, uh, a sport, a team game, right? Um, we have made some strides the last, you know, couple games where the failure that we've had in a game typically brought us more failure. A turnover, a stupid play, and then there's another one, and then there's another one, and then that pendulum just swings way far away for the other team. Uh, but the last couple games, we've answered, you know, a bad play, a bad choice, bad decision by going down and making. All right, my call has always been for the last couple of years, next play. And so when the kids hear me yell out, next play, I see them hanging their heads. They just did something bad. Next play. You got to get back in the game. And so I think about that all the time with this connection to what we're just talking about with life. Next play. Next play. You can't stay in those muddy waters. The muddy event already happened. But you beating yourself up continues the muddy event over and over and over again. It, it just multiplies it. And so I love how you said that brought up that mindset mo- motion. That's fantastic for us to do. I mean, Magic Johnson says it best. I, I believe he said that basketball is a 90% mental game, 10% mm. physical game. Mm. Yep. And so what you just made mention of is literally being in the current moment. You have to forget about what had happened already and then reset yourself for the next play. And so I think that's the most important lesson in sports in general. It's like a pitcher throwing the baseball and then, you know, throwing a bad pitch. And he's got to forget about what literally just happened and just refocus on the next pitch. And it's a mental game because you wouldn't be in that position if you didn't have some of the physical attributes. But in general, it is truly a mental game. That's huge. Uh, Next point, number two, being busy does not equal being productive. And it mentions about looking at everyone around you. They all seem so busy, running from meeting to meeting and firing off emails Yet how many of them all right, are really producing, really succeeding at a high level? Success doesn't come from movement and activity. It comes from focus, from ensuring that your time is used efficiently and productively. That's, again, I think where we start judging ourselves with other people. Yeah. Whether it's the car they drive or the house they have or, you know, oh, they're on another trip. Look at the pictures on Facebook. And, you know, that a lot of times does not equal being productive equals success. How are you spending your time? You know, the, the old adage, hey, we're all busy. The ants, too, are busy. What are they right. doing? You know, moving stuff around and going from place to place. So how are you? Been, I mean, I know you're busy, <laughs> but it's probably an understatement. But I think when I look at you being busy, Jeff, the things with your new position, you're busy building a new foundation for the changes in this whole district and the whole city of St. Clair Shores, the stuff that you're connecting with. So... You're busy, I think, is being productive, the way an outsider views it. Why don't you speak a little bit about the inside view of of you? So I am busy, and I'm not going to hide behind that. I literally was, it's been a week of meetings, let me put it like that. Every single week, every single day, I have meetings on top of meetings. And in this new position, you know, meetings are meetings, honestly. And for me, I realize that I'm really busy. And when I get home... And after all these meetings, I think to myself, what did I do today? You know, I literally felt like I sat in rooms and I just listened and then we reflected. I gave feedback, et cetera, et cetera. So is that being productive in my opinion? And it really is, honestly, because the information that I take from one meeting, I then apply to another meeting and I try to make them all, you know, blend together. And for me, that helps me tremendously. But in reality is I'm that busy 
I always re- we go back to my self care. If so, me being this busy, me being this you know stressed out sometimes, is it really good for my self care? And then I go back to say, who am I as a person? You know, I'm a good guy. At least I view myself as a good guy, mm-hmm. and I try to serve the greater good of people. In addition to that, I try to honor what my higher power wants me to do. And so for me, I go back to those things, and it's a resetting point for me, no matter how busy I get, no matter how frustrated I get, no matter how stressed I get, is that am I doing something good for the people that I work with, the people that I serve, the people that you know believe in me? Mm. And so for me, I go to bed trying to answer those questions at night, and if I do, then I feel like I'm a productive person, truthfully. Some days I win, some days I lose. Right. But you know, I'm more on the winning side than I am on the negative side. Right. And so for me, I think that's a win. I, I think that's for me self growth. That's for me self care to remind me that hey, listen, whatever I'm doing, no matter how stressed I am, I can't get too emotionally charged behind that. And I try to separate that and try to reflect internally on what I see is best for again everyone that I work with. And so if I do that, I think I'm in a better position to understand that I will continue to grow as a person. Mm. And that's what I want to do every single day. Again, being better than the version that I was the day before. I love that, man. You, your, your shoulders just must be huge with all the stuff you're carrying. All the people that you are connecting with and serving. I, I mean, I don't look at it like that. I, again, mm. I, I look at it as opportunities to learn something from different yes. people. And for me, every opportunity is growth. Mm. And, you know, literally my classroom is meeting different people, going to different locations and seeing how different organizations are run. And so for me, I view that as an opportunity to, uh, you know, take what I believe will work in other organizations and apply that to the current places that I serve. Nice. And so for me, I love it. I really this this job is kind of really built for me because I'm kind of ADD in that way, John, is that I got to stay busy. Because, you know, and that's, you know, another direction we could take this is that I stay so busy sometimes that I neglect, you know, my own personal life. And mm. I don't like that. And I really don't like that. Because, again, you know, taking this all back to a 360 rotation is the fact that today is Valentine's Day. I'm not really, you know, spending that with anybody besides you, my dog, you know, whoever <laughs> wants to hang out with me today. You know, hopefully get my dishwasher fixed. But in general... You know, that's that's my activity everyday life. And I view that as holidays, too. And sometimes I'm like, is this really how I want to live my life? Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, you know, I always tell myself a job is a job. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I truly believe that a job is a job. And I have to remind myself that a job is a job. And so, again, I neglect sometimes my personal life. And I don't want to do that. I really don't. But, you know, I got I got to dedicate time to that if I want that to improve. Sure. And you still, it's a balancing act. And you're still finding that balancing act. This is still brand new for you. You are creating yeah. this position that they never had before. And right. you're making it your own. And that's part of the, the process that you got to go through. It's always a balancing act. Yeah. But, I mean, at some point you feel like you can, you know, achieve balance. Right. But for me, uh, I know that balance <laughs> is important. I know that, you know, getting to a position where you can equate this time to this time is going to be valuable. But, again, I, I, I got to go back to this. Like, at the end of the day... You know, I listened to this on Sam's podcast or anything like that. He had a gentleman on. He's the one who set the Vegas trip up. And basically said, if you look at any billionaire's life, you know, how they got to where he or she is right now specifically is that they had to make a sacrifice for the greater good, for themselves to be in that position. Mm. So if you're a billionaire, you're dedicating time and time away from your family. Right. And what billionaires say sometimes is that I had to give up my family in order to get to where I'm at. And is money that important? And for me, again, I, I don't view that as being important. Mm. You know, a job is a job. In reality, is at the end of the day, I want to spend some of my life with somebody that was willing to receive 
all my attention and, you know, love, basically. But in general, I'm far from there. I, I don't view myself as in that position. But again, in the meantime, I'm keeping my time up being better professional yep. uh, and, and obviously keep taking care of myself, self-care that, that I go back to. And then obviously all that should be productive enough to say, listen, at some point, I'm ready to embrace my greater good for whatever my higher power wants me to leave me. There you go. I love that. And number three talks about you're only as good as those you associate with. So you've brought up a little bit of that already. It mentions you should strive to surround yourself with people who inspire you, people who make you want to be better. You've brought that up. And you probably do. I mean, that's you. I know you do, right? But what about people who drag you down, right? Why do you allow them to be part of your life? So that's a that's a, a quandary. In fact, I just had this conversation with uh, my students yesterday. We were talking about some stuff. Um, and I look at a reflection of my life to where um, people that have come into my life and decisions and choices have been made all the way from as far back as I can remember, elementary school, high school, especially in college, especially, meeting my wife. Uh, yesterday was my parents' 55th anniversary. So gave a big, big shout out to them. I, I called them yesterday, sent them a text. My whole family texted them. Uh, we're going to see each other, uh, I think, Sunday this week. And, um, you know, I look at that, that, you know, as my dad would say, that's a long time to go steady, you know. <laughs> uh, the influence that they've had um, on me just by pulling that through life. But also my in-laws just celebrated their 60th anniversary. We had a nice dinner. Uh, took my father-in-law out. Um, it was just really, really, it was an emotional, fun evening uh, at their fo- favorite local diner. Um, the people you have in your life, and I view the people that you have in your life as being um, big pluses, like big difference makers for you. We've all had negative people in our life, but I can tell you right now, I don't see you hanging out with too many of them, right? Uh, I try not to hang out with them. You know, I you know say hi to whoever, and, but I try and tend to surround myself with people like you, and that's why I got up this morning. And of course, my wife would be like, hey, I thought we could go out to breakfast or we could do this. Listen, I haven't talked to Jeff in a while. We haven't done a podcast. I'll be back in a little while. We can go do lunch, right? But the people that I know uh, enrich me and make me want to be better, I seek out. I spend the time. I make the time. And I know you do too. But I know this point you just kind of touched upon a little bit already. You're only as good as those you associate with. I mean, my friends are everything, truthfully. The people that I work with are everything, truthfully. My goodness, excuse me. Again, the people that surround me in my life make me who I am. And again, I think John Maxwell says this. You are the average of the five closest people that you hang out with. Yep. And so for me, I am very blessed to have the people that I have in my life. You know, one of the things that I think that I value the most with my friends, my personal friends, my work friends, whatever you look at it, is that there are everyone that I can call at the middle of the night. If I needed something, they would be there for yep, me. Absolutely. They are my 3 a.m. friends more anything. And for me, that is everything. You know, they won't judge me for what happened. They'll literally try to help me out as much as I can. When I go through tough times, it's the people that reach out to me all the time that give me reassurance that I'm doing the right thing, mm. truthfully. And so, you know, I, I value those friendships. I value those relationships. And I try to make it a point to fight for them. And it's tough. And it's really tough because, you know, again, how I look at relationships is that it should be 50-50. But they say in a marriage is that, you know, you give 100% and someone can give you nothing, but you still love that person as much as you do because they give, because they're with you, you know, Mm -hmm. honestly. And so for me, that's, it's tough because I see so many people take and not a lot of people give. Right. Absolutely. And so I, I try to look at that as an opportunity to say, okay, 
you know, maybe how I need to help educate them on how to give by just being role model to give. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, right now, I think that's really important to remember, uh, especially in a day like this, is that, you know, when you're with your spouse, your significant other, whoever the case may be, that you remind yourself is that how much are you investing in that relationship that you value? You know, and sometimes life can happen where you totally 100% neglect that relationship. And, you know, you have to go back to a starting point where you were like, is this relationship valuable enough for you to fight for? And I can't make that call for you. You have to do that. But I can tell you right now that, again, anyone that wants to, like, you know, hang with me, chill with me, I view there's an opportunity of gratefulness because, honestly, I don't view myself as anything special. I view myself as the average Joe, honestly, in, in regards to, like, you know, just hanging out, getting to know somebody. But for me... Those mean everything to me because you're at least willing to sit down and have a conversation with me because I've been in situations before where people aren't willing to talk with me. Mm. You know, people don't want anything to do with me and, you know, they don't want to associate with me. And it, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow. But in general, you know, again, that's just why I value every relationship that I have in my life. Yep. And I just think back to when we uh, met up and celebrated your birthday recently. My wife leaned over. Boy, Jeff's got a lot of friends. That place was packed, and there was tons of people that weren't even there. But uh, I know you do value relationships, and I love the fact that you are an example of giving more. You're not out there telling people they got to give more. You're an example. You're showing them, and that that speaks more miles than than any you know words could ever be told to anybody. So that that's a great thing that you're doing, my friend. Hey, number four, you're living the life you created. Right? You are not a victim of circumstance. No one can force you to make decisions and take actions that run contrary to your values and aspirations, just like you just said, right? You can't make anybody do anything. The circumstances you're living today are your own. You got to own them, right? You created them. Absolutely. Likewise, your future is entirely up to you. So if you're feeling stuck, it's probably because you're afraid to take the risks necessary to achieve your goals and live your dreams. Owning our choices and decisions, I think, is another um, mindset uh, moment to where you can't stay in those negative things. You got to own that they happen. You know, you probably didn't try doing it on purpose, but at the same time, be in those moments to learn from and own it and move on. Yes. And I know you have. I, there's been choices you've made, good and bad, all throughout your life. But you know what? There's always people there to pick you up, and there's always people that still love you. That unconditional love. I love that part of it too. Uh, but we are living the life we created. What are your thoughts? So, obviously, if this is the first time you ever listened to one of your podcasts, one of my podcasts, my short story is, again, you know, I was married before. I'm not married anymore. And then after I went through the process of divorce, you know, my dad passed. Mm. It was very difficult. That was probably the most terrible year I've ever had in my life, honestly. And it was the longest time. And I experienced a lot of loneliness at that particular time. And I hated the pain that came associated with loneliness. No, So, again, taking it into this particular day. You know, I'm more lonely than I want to be, obviously. I don't have uh, to spend my life with someone significantly. But again, I created this life. Mm -hmm. I did this to myself. Um, you know, circumstances obviously led me here, but I made the choices that I made to get to this particular point. And I remember this sermon that I had in church, you know, where basically the pastor was talking about King David and King David praying to God for more pain. And I'm like, John, like... <laughs> I don't want any more pain. I, I really don't do even that. want the pain associated with being alone. I right. hate that. And, you know, I find myself, especially in these last two months, getting to the point where I feel, you know, pockets of being lonely again. As much as I'm surrounded by great people, mm -hmm. eternally I live with my own mindset and I, I do feel alone. It's tough. But here's where I'm at with all that. Like, even though I 
am alone and I would never pray for more pain, I am embracing my pain and saying that it's not going to go away unless I take actionable steps to say, mm. do I want to be living in this pain? Do right. I want to build camp in this pain? And I don't. And so what I do is then I focus my attention on other things that I can give to. And again, this is where gratefulness is. This is where my podcast grows. This is where, you know, going out there and building relationships that I need to have with people that I may not have talked to for a very long time, I constantly keep doing. Mm -hmm. And so this is how I'm making myself a better person. This is how I'm making myself a better man, honestly, is the fact that, again, I try to invest in things that are challenging to me to break away this loneliness feeling that I have sometimes. Again, because I'm, I'm a human. I'm not immune to the fact that I get lonely sometimes. I'm not you know, immune to the fact that pain happens in my life. Right. But I embrace it. I have mm. to. And again, it's the choices that I made that have led me to this position. And I wouldn't change it. And I told you this before. Again, if you're picking up this for the first time, I will not change anything in my life to get me here because it's purposeful in my opinion. Even though I had to go through all this pain, I'm not out of the valley as I call it. And I, but I will get there. I know I will. And when the second act of life happens, which is this other half of being happy, successful, however you view it, it's going to be magnificent because Absolutely. everything has gotten me to this point. And so it'll take some time. Uh, I don't think it'll happen anytime like tomorrow. Do I want to happen tomorrow? 110%. <laughs> but again, you know, it's part of the journey of uh, my story. And I think it's gotten me to where I need to be right now. That's awesome, man. It's just so inspirational thinking back to when you went through your stuff and to see you now. Uh, I just love you, brother. It just the, the lessons you've taught me yeah. and others is just incredible. Well, incredibly I wouldn't powerful. go. I wouldn't, uh, and I'm being genuine about this. Right. I don't want to go back to that right. level of pain. Right. But I mean, it's still not 100 percent gone, you know. Right. But in reality, is like I would go through that all over again because even when I was in that deepest amount of pain, I learned so much about yes. myself, yes. and I really am a better person now because I went through all that adversity. Now, there's still more adversity to go through. Life is not perfect. But again, it's gotten me to where I'm at. And I feel emotionally stable. I feel great. I feel that I've accomplished a lot, you know, personally and professionally. You have, yes. And I still can do more. Yep. And, you know, there was a point in my life where I'm like, I'm going to give up. Mm. And I haven't. And that's what really I feel more anything empowered by. And I, that's what I want everyone to feel the same way because I believe that that journey that you get to the other side, man, it's just freaking amazing. Yes, man. it is. It really is. And it's so much light on the other side, but you got to work through the adversity. And not a lot of people want to work through the adversity. Instead, they want to set up camp within the pain. And you yes. can't do that. Uh, man, let me tell you, you've never played the victim. Uh, maybe you have in your own life, <laughs> but in my eyes, I haven't seen yeah. that, and I just love that. I'm going to combine these next two because some couple things you just sure. mentioned really kind of connected with us. Number sure. five is fear is the number one source of regret. When it's all said and done, you will lament or lament, sorry, the chances <laughs> you didn't take for more than you uh, than you will work for your failures. Don't be afraid to take risks. I often look at um, my fear as far as is getting older and not going after the things that I want to go after. And that regret, because that most people regret things more than ever. And um, recently, uh, for one of our assignments for our positivity project, uh, we talked about prudence. And part of the videos that I chose for my for my students to watch and, and blog about was they interviewed. There's two videos. One was they interviewed three 100 year old people, and um, some of the points that the kids brought out in their blog posts were that all of them were smiling, and all of them were talking about. Um, being happy where they were, 
still enjoying life, yeah. but also not regretting things because they took action. They did, they did things and, and to accomplish things and go after and spend time with people that they love. And, and that was a great lesson there. The other video was they interviewed 70 people from the ages of 5 to 75 about regrets. And it mm. was so cute watching the little kids not really understanding what regrets are or, you know, I regret, you know, I didn't, you know, I'd do my chores or whatever it was all the way up into their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, 70s, to where they regretted more substantial things about relationships and all that. Um, so it kind of ties into number six. You don't have to wait for an apology to forgive. And I picked up in your little explanation there for these last couple points about forgiving yourself. Yeah. Because it's, it's tough to forgive others if you can't forgive yourself. Okay, so you don't have to wait for an apology. It seems like you kind of worked on yourself quickly in order to forgive yourself to enable to move on. I mean, that's the number one thing you have to do. Like when I was in all that pain, I at some point had to say, listen, I made mistakes, you know, and I own those mistakes. And if someone's willing to give me forgiveness for making those mistakes, mm. that's grace, honestly. But I mean, it's a tough, tough lesson, John. I mean, it sure I, is. I, you know, I know you've been listening to the series of podcasts I've been doing with my friend Craig. And mm. the feedback that I've been getting on my show about Craig's story is phenomenal. Like mm -hmm. people are just like gravitating toward this man. And it's funny because I knew Craig before all of this, you know, and I didn't know any of this was happening. And then we found each other again at our points in life because obviously I think life moves you in that direction. Mm -hmm. But the number one thing that he talks about with his substance abuse recovery is the fact that he has to forgive himself. Mm. That at some point you are needing that grace, you know, you deserve that grace, you know, because you've been through that journey to understand that, listen, I'm not a perfect person. I made mistakes. I've created a wreckage, as he called it. Mm -hmm. And I look back and he's like, what did I do? But at some point you have to turn the page. You have to forgive yourself and say, listen, I want to build a new life. And in the current moment that I have, it's the only thing that I can change. And so what's powerful about a story is that literally he talks about through substance abuse and then he talks about through heartbreak and things like that. It can apply to anything in life that you feel like you're struggling with, truthfully. And so for me, I view that again is uh, my past relationships of my intimate relationships that have been not successful. It's that what have I done to put myself in this position, but what am I learning from it? And then how can I, you know, use that information to invest into the next opportunity that comes across my table? And that's exactly what he's doing. And so it all starts with forgiving yourself. Mm -hmm. Because again, you're not perfect, but your self-talk puts you in the place mm -hmm. where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And so either it's positive or negative, you need to change that to the direction you want it to go. And for me, it's constantly reminding myself, hey, I'm a good person, right? I made mistakes. I can be even better than I was the day before by reminding myself that I need to continue to serve people that I need to work with or even be with on a daily basis. And so that's what I do. I mean, you know, such a cheesy thing, but I gotta, I gotta make mention of this. Today, this is how I started my morning. Just like you and I, we hit the day off. But in reality is, I got a text from my eight-year-old niece that just completely changed my mindset today. I didn't wanna get out of bed, John. I, I didn't wanna go to gym. I didn't do any of that this morning because I'm just like, it's my day off. But literally what got me out of bed today was my niece texted me, she said, I love you. And that's all she said to me. And it literally melted my heart. It was the most warming text I ever got from her. And she's got a, you know, and she's got an iPhone and that's why she does the iMessages. And I, and I said, this is 
literally changed my day. Mm. And for me, that is everything. And I, you know, like again, I wouldn't be the person that I am today, honestly, if I didn't go through that pain. And what that pain made me realize was just every relationship, no matter the age, no matter the person, they are everything to me. Mm -hmm. And when they give, it's all they can, that's all I need. And that is exactly what she did. That was all I needed today and literally got me off of the bed. And I'm here today doing a podcast with you. That's fantastic, man. Every time we get together, there's always uh, emotional moments and (laughs) teary-eyed moments with me right now. And you know what? All the cheese in the world, man. Got to have those cheesy moments because that's what life is. And your yeah. relationships are everything. So you touched upon, I'm looking down this list here. Because, again, I don't share this with Jeff. And so he sees this for the first time. Uh, but number eight, jump down to there. Your self-worth must come from within. We've yeah. touched upon that. Okay, yeah. that's fantastic. Number seven, going back, is to live in the moment. And you bring, that's one of your... If you could have, you know, a, a main hook on the wall to hang your hat on, that is one of your main hooks that you've been trying to do about living in the moment. And you just explained it real great this morning. Yeah. All right? The moment of, you know, that little text, whatever came in her head to send Uncle Jeff this. Yeah, it was already Change your day. Yeah. And I know you've been really working hard. And again, by you doing it, you've taught other people to do it. Right. And that's fantastic. You know, I got to make mention of this again, like, this is why doing a podcast with you sometimes is tough because we talk about one small thing and I take it so many different <laughs> so angles. So many and doors I hate, open. I know. I hate to do that sometimes to it. But in reality is that, you know, today is Valentine's Day again. If you didn't hear this for the first like <laughs> half an hour that we've been doing this or whatever the case may be we're doing. Today's Valentine's Day. And so for most holidays for me, they're markers in regards to looking back at where I was, you know, five years from ago, 10 years ago, whatever the case may be. And so, you know, honestly, like, Six years ago, I was married. You know, I was, you know, really in love with the person that I knew that God gave me so that I could spend my life with her. I'm not here today again with that. And so for me, when I look at those markers and I say, why, how did that happen? You know, why am I not in the position where I need to be happy, where I viewed it as being happy? Then I have to take myself to the current moment, honestly. That's already happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Everything has already happened. You go out through all the pain of trying to get to the other side, why would you bring your mind and your heart back to that point? Mm. And I'm there for like maybe two or three minutes and I take myself back out and mm. say, listen, you're right, mind. <laughs> you, you are going to move on and you're going to find someone that will value you, that you feel will grow a life together and you grow a family with. And it will invest in you and then you invest in the family that you want to have and mm-hmm. that's waiting for you once you're willing to understand that you got to be in the here and now with me. Absolutely. And that's everything. It, it really is. I mean, you know, it's funny. I, I talk to a lot of my friends my age now that are single because that still is a reality for a lot of people. And, you know, when they get together and they tell me they go on these dates, and it's interesting. They said the first, like, what, 15, 20 minutes, you're talking about all the wreckage that has happened to get you to this point. And it's like, why would we do this? Why would we talk about all the past trauma, right? Oh but that's what happens. That's what really happens is like, well, how are you the single? How are you the single, Right. In reality is, if you're in the current moment, you focus on the person in front of you, mm. and you try to learn from that person. And the passion really matter. It's really what about, you know, what's going on in life right now that you're investing in? What's going on in life right now that makes life worth living, honestly? Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, my God. Uh, number nine talks about life is short, which you've brought up in different points here. None of us are guaranteed to tomorrow. Yet when someone dies unexpectedly, it causes us to take a stock of our own life. What's really important 
is how we spend our time and how we treat other people right now, right? Loss is raw. Um, it's, a, it's a big reminder of the frailty of life, and it shouldn't be. You know, Kobe Bryant passed away a few weeks ago, and uh, I was in the living room, you know, doing some work, watching something, and uh, we had a, one of our friends, one of my daughter's friends, Angela, was over, uh, and her and my wife and Caitlin were talking in the family room, and I hear this gasp, this, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and you know, Angela shouted it out, Kobe Bryant just died. I'm like, what? And I grabbed my phone, and from that moment on, um, you know, I didn't know him personally. I was a fan of him as far as a basketball player, and I knew of some of the things that he did in life and he stood for. I knew some of his troubles, too. He, again, he was not a perfect person. Yes. But, boy, the effect that that had, and it takes those traumatic, shocking moments, unfortunately, to um, see and remind us that life is short. And then, you know what? I find myself, a couple of days go by or a week or so, and then you kind of get back in the same old, same old, and you forget about the lesson. And it's one of those things that, um, not that I want to have the lesson 24-7, but I do want to not go back to my same old crappy self reminding us that life is short, right? And and you've, to- you've brought up these moments in your life. Uh, we've all been through moments. We're going to be through moments again. This ties in, again, I'm combining it with number 10, Change is inevitable. Embrace it, right? Only when you embrace change, you can find the good in it. And that, that, oh my God, find the good in it. The changes you've been through, the changes I've been through, boy, if you can focus in on finding the good in it and the lesson that you've touched upon, Jeff, that's powerful. There's a, there's a lot wrapped up in life is short and change is inevitable. Yeah. Well, they do kind of go together. Uh, but, you know, you've been through changes too. And uh, it, the, the one constant thing is change never stops. Yeah, we keep changing, life keeps changing. The people that we were with keep changing. Right, uh, and I just find it amazing that these lessons are—they happen every day. We got to embrace them, learn from them, and keep living as best as we can. So I got to make mention of this. You know, I don't really—I have not talked about this Kobe situation honestly to too many people at all. And you know, we—it's common, you know, uh, talk amongst when I hang out with different people. It's a subject we talk about. But in general, that guy was so loved. It's mm-hmm. unreal. Like in across the boards, in every single like professional sport, he was loved. Like I, was, I turned on Sports Center today, and all the golfers. This is their first opportunity to honor him, and the, all their cleats basically say something of a tribute to Kobe Bryant. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, life is short. Obviously, you never know when you know your ticket will be called, and then you know you're ascended to where you need to go next. Your afterlife, you know. But, I mean, in general, when you realize that life is short and then you embrace that moment, you then make things happen at a faster rate, right? If you only realize, let's say, you know, someone told you that you only have so much time to live. Now, I guarantee your life would change 110%. I guarantee your priorities in life will change once again. And, you know, the number one thing I guess I've learned is that you know, the importance of relationships. And I know you've been striving on this on your awesome podcast that you've been doing on your show. It's everything for me now. It, it, it really comes down to that. And it was like that even when I was married, even before I got married. Relationships are always important. I valued all my friends. Mm-hmm. And now when I need them the most, it means everything to me. And again, as I've gone through all the pain that I have right now, I really embrace the pain. And I am understanding that it comes down to the people that you honestly want to have in your life that we may mention to. And so for me, again, that is everything. That's how I live my day every single day. I'm very grateful for 
you know, the people that I work with, the people that want to spend time with me, you know, just hanging out with you today, honestly, in the current moment again. It's everything. It's everything. I mean, you know what's interesting is that today is Friday morning. Again, today's Valentine's Day. If you didn't know that, right? You may mention that you could be hanging out with your wife, right? But in reality is I could literally be doing anything but podcasting, right? I'm, I'm burned out. Whatever the case may be, I got a lot going on. I can make excuses in my head, right? But I'm not. I'm sitting here with you wanting to do this because I know how valuable things like this are to my self-care, my Absolutely. self-worth. And it's everything. And so, again, how I look at life, it is short for sure. But you know what's interesting? And next week, Monday, will be my 150th episode on my podcast. Fired up. I cannot tell you, John. Three, two years ago, whenever we started this journey, right, that for three years, I think for you, maybe it's coming up on two years for me right now, that I would ever be this far in my journey, that I would ever honestly be able to articulate anything that I went through. Right. Because I could never imagine my life there. Mm. I could never imagine my life like this. And I wouldn't take away from any of that because I love it. I love everything about it, man. Yep. And, you know, finally, I just got to make mention of this too. Matt Baranka. Love that guy, dude. I don't know if you know him Principal Matt. Yeah. He is the best guy. He pumps me up every time I see him. And it's, 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 it's bro love, honestly, kind of similar to what you and I have. Is that he gives me motivation to see just how much value we are putting out there in the world. Yes. You know, and again, this all started with podcasting. Yep. You know, it all started with just telling the story. And for me, it was honestly making sure that people – do not go through the same stuff that I went through, you know, that they make good choices, that they learning from the mistakes that I made. And so Matt reminds me of that every time I see him, which is just unbelievable. But I have no idea why he even came up my mind. But basically, I, big shout out because I want to give him on the pod, my pod and your pod. But in general, it's like that, again, these people that come into my life, they're purposely there. Mm-hmm. They're purposely there. And, I, and, and everyone. I mean, I, I'm just not Matt alone, but all the principles that I work with now. I mean, it's just, it's it's phenomenal. And, you know, it's just, it's unreal to understand where I'm at right now. And it's 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 a blessing. All right. It's funny you brought this up because just, oh, I don't know, less than a week ago, I mentioned my wife, uh, came up, gave her just a big hug. Uh, and how much I said, and I wasn't even having a glass of wine yet or anything. So this is total sobriety, <laughs> clear mind. I just said, I love my life. I just, I'm yeah. so thankful for her, uh, my parents. And I know right now, because of meeting you this morning, we're, I'm going to have a better day with her. I'm going to have a better day with my kids. We got practice this afternoon. I'm going to mention something to the kids uh, that we get to coach about our meeting this morning, because some of the kids do listen to the podcast, which is great, about how my day has just gotten so much better. Yeah. And, and Matt reached out a while back uh, to me about, you know, Loving the message I brought on a recent podcast, and we kind of messaged back and forth a little bit. I said, "Listen, I got to get you on. Right? You're the you're a great, great inspiration." So many, and he kind of backed off, like, "No, I, <laughs> you know, I, I love listening, but I don't need to be on there with you." And so to hear that you maybe we'll have to tag team him or something because that that dude uh, is a life changer, is a difference maker that uh, more people need to hear from because uh, he is doing great stuff. And, yeah. And you're right. There's been a lot of people brought into our lives because of this. Podcast. It's just know. amazing. Like I randomly go out someplace and they're like, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you don't really. And they're like, no, I really do. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. You know, and for me, I'm very thankful for that. And it's just amazing how many lives 
that you know we've got connected with because of the fact that we just want to talk Absolutely. you know and it's very it, it just blows my mind away and again I, I know we're going on whatever like an hour or so of this and I hate to take up all the time about this but it literally means everything and for me that's what's so cool because like you know you can have different relationship talks or conversations about you know different things besides the weather or provides the current sports team or provides right. this because they listen to the pod. Yes. And it spawns a different conversation. I mean, like, I remember seeing your players when I went to that basketball game, and I'm like, man, this guy's coaching them up. I know he is because I listen to his motivational Mondays in regards to everything that you do. So, again, you know, not everyone's going to be on board with what we do. Everyone's like, you know, I get jabs at me all the time. Oh, here's Dr. Lip, the podcast guy, blah, blah, blah. I get jabs all the time about that stuff. You know, oh, he's got a podcast. It's nothing like that. Again, if you truly listen to the show and you hear all these people to get on to share this vulnerability that they've been through, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It really is. And it's interesting is that I'm getting to know more and more that people want to tell their story. As much as they say that they don't, they want to tell their story. Absolutely. And when they're ready, woo, it is like award-winning stuff. Absolutely. Truthfully. And for me, again, being around those people, having them share that vulnerability, I'm just truly grateful for and thankful for, for them doing that. Yeah, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, we've met Denise from Canada. Yeah, 100%. You know, Coach Dave Rucker from Texas. You know, just amazing stuff that they have changed our lives just by reaching out, just having the confidence just to send a, a quick message. You know, it's just amazing the people. The people that you have on your podcast, Jeff, you know, again, Pinewood Elementary. Um, <laughs> I just love those stories, and I love the fact that you are connecting with them, and they are reaching out and connecting with more people. And making this difference. And it, you don't have to share your story in a podcast. You can share your story in just general face-to-face -face conversation. And that helps people. Even if it's one person, that helps people. And so that message that you just you know, reminded us about is so important. So I love Absolutely, that. Absolutely, 100%. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. You know, all these things, all this discussion. See, I think uh, a half hour. I don't care how long it is. I really <laughs> don't. I don't have a time limit. I'm not cutting any of this stuff out. But these 10 fundamental truths that will change your life, again, I'm sure you can pick up one of these things, you guys, that, that, that Jeff brought up, that I brought up, that you are thinking about, that you've been through, that you can just keep learning from. Podcast data says that anything over uh, 15 minutes is not really valuable to the general population. You know, Sometimes data, I know Nick Denault would, would dispute <laughs> this. Sometimes data doesn't hold But in. again, I, I mean, I, I selfishly say this, my friend. I, I use this as time not only to hang out with you, but to... Uh, you know, it's therapy for me, honestly, Absolutely. and I and I love it because again, on my show, I host the show, right? So I don't really dive into the person's story. So I don't really want to try to get involved with it too much because it's their story that I want to share. Obviously, right. the questions I ask them are questions that I developed in my own mind and where I want to lead a conversation to tap into that potential of that story. But in general, I really don't self-reflect out because it's not my story to tell. It's yeah. really their story to tell. And again, it's just you know conquering that mental health you know, stigma, honestly, yep. you know, that exists out there that you should be seeing someone to talk to. And again, this is, this is so therapeutic for me. And, and I love this, man. And I really do. And I know we get busy, but this is everything. Yeah. This is the time to unplug and get together. We got to keep doing it. And I love that with the fact that we do it. Um, I'm going to put a couple links into the show notes. One is the article, but uh, two and three will be toward Jeff shows. Uh, the most recent one, with your buddy Craig, just um, yeah, it's powerful. Knock my socks off. I was in the gym listening to part two, 
And like I, you know, I think I sent you a video as soon as I got out of the car because I was choking up, tearing up in the gym. Yeah. You know, trying not to, you know, become an emotional mess to where they'd have to call out a mop to clean up after me. Uh, but that dude, the lessons, man, just made me self-reflect on my life, the gratitude, uh, the things that I want to keep battling and changing. If that dude can do it for what he went through, I can do it with the things I got to battle. And I think that's a great lesson for all of us. So you keep doing that, man, because. It's just not the person that you talk to and that you interview or the couple or whatever, right? It brings to light each and every one of us that listens to your podcast the things that we need to work on too. Yeah. And we're the only ones that can do it. We can't, you know, have other people fix us, right? I 100%. mean, it's, it's got to be us. we got to own it. And so a lot of that was brought up today. So thank you so much for this time. I'm looking forward to seeing Nick Denault walk into the house here in the next few minutes, I hope, so we can do it on your show. But uh, thank you guys so much. And again... Keep reaching out. You know, I'm looking at the numbers of downloads. Uh, they're not as huge as Dr. Lips of uh, 25 million downloads. Get out of here, dude. Get out of here. Worldwide, though, I tell you what, I just am so appreciative of, um, you know, these countries that I really don't know where they're at, but you know where I'm at. And, and for you to reach out and listen to me and the message, and again, I hope you're finding great value in it. Just know that um, you're bringing great gratitude to my heart, and, uh, and I love what I'm doing because of you guys, so thank you so much. But again, find me on Facebook over at coach to expect success over on Twitter at coach to success, Instagram, coach John Daly. And of course, coach to expect success.com. The book list is there that got updated. The coffee bean got added to that quick thing. You know, I passed the coffee bean around to uh, my team. I still got about four or five people that got to read it. Uh, then the coaches got to read it. And so we're getting to the end of our season so we can start drawing on some of that. But even last night's game, um, you know, I'm shouting out to our little point guard, Jamie, about you're my little coffee bean out there. Way to go. And, and she goes, yeah, I had some coffee today, and maybe it was too much, but she, you know, went ran off for 17 points, five for six from the three-point line, and uh, I just love the fact that they understand that the coffee bean changes things, you know, whereas the carrot and the egg get changed because of life. But uh, again, Coach Dave Rucker, thank you so much for sending me that book, brother. You're changing lives of my players. You're changing the lives of my students uh, at school, my colleagues. I'm sharing the book with them, too. It's a lot of good stuff out there. All right, you guys, keep taking care of yourselves and each other. We'll talk again soon. See you.